real as it gets. Hey, this is Marcia Prince, IFBB Bikini Pro and Guest Berry Nutrition Spokesmodel, and you are listening to the UCW Radio Show, In Your Face. The number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Give it to me, baby. Alright, welcome to the UCW Radio Show, and this is the show where we feature celebrities, pro athletes, authors, business leaders, and basically some pretty inspirational people. Our mission is to bring guests on this show that will share their story their way and their words to our listeners. Now, the world of mixed martial arts is definitely a male-dominated industry. And our next guest not only penetrated that world, but made a statement that will make her organization, in my opinion, a proving ground for the future female fighters that you're going to see out there that would move up in the ranks globally. She's been involved with organizations from King of the Cage to Affliction and UFC. Now, with a lot of power in her purse, she's on point to really becoming a staple, if she's not already, but she's going to become a staple in the world of MMA in a larger way, not only as an individual, but also her company. Now, before we bring her on the show, I want to remind all our listeners to check out ucwmagazine.com for our interview archives, and you can follow me on Twitter if you want to to get the latest show information and maybe get inspired by one of my tweets and maybe laugh. Who knows? Uh, you can catch the show on iTunes, Play FM, Stitcher Radio, Myro, and many others globally. Make sure to check out ActionMagStore.com for the latest information from the largest martial arts event of its kind in the world that takes place every January in Atlantic City, the Action Martial Arts Hall of Honors. On the UCW Radio Show, we are looking, this is our mission, to bring on guests on this show that have not only accomplished great things, because you can accomplish great things, but it doesn't mean that you're going to inspire people. Our guests that come on here inspire people and our next guest is one of those people so without further ado please join me in welcoming one of the founders of Invictor Fighting Championships the first lady of MMA Shannon Knapp to the show all right Shannon welcome to the UCW radio show how are you I'm doing great and thank you for having me on well, thank you for coming on because uh, I, I, you know what, I like what you're doing. I, I actually like what you're doing. I like what you've done. And I think that our listeners are going to love your story. I think they're going to embrace you. I think they, they'll give you a cyber hug. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. It's always nice to have a cyber hug. Yeah, it's, it feels makes make you feel nice, warm, and fuzzy inside. Um, well, you know, you've been, you've been, you've been involved in the world of MMA for a little bit, so I think I want to start at the beginning, and how, how did you get involved in mixed martial arts in the first place? Well, it's been a long time. Um, uh, you know, I, I always was a big fan of combat sports. I've always had a huge interest in it. You know, and even as a little girl, you know, I aspired to grow up to be a ninja. You know, I can remember, you know, little kids when you're laying in your bed trying to go to sleep. I can remember thinking to myself, well, if I hit them like this, they're going to do that. Then I'm going to do this and then that. You know, <laughs> I always, you know, I was always intrigued by that stuff. Uh, you know, growing up, my favorite show was The Equalizer. <laughs> you know, I aspired to be The Equalizer when I grew up, too. You probably remember that show. Yeah, right? I remember that show. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I always wanted to, you know, go out there and change the world, that kind of thing. But, you know, I guess the segue into it was, you know, I was a self-defense instructor, uh, you know, a trainer, and also a broadcaster, and I kind of fell into it. You know, I like I said, I've always been a huge fan of the sport, and I used to watch all the early UFCs and things like that, you know, and I followed the sport, and, 
you know, I, I realized that there, there needs, needed to be a lot of changes in the sport. You know, this is back when it wasn't mainstream. It wasn't even cool like it is today. Uh, this is you know, back. This I, is back when it was probably it, actually I know it was it was it was called no holes barred. That that's that's how far back oh, yeah. you're going. Of course, you know, and you know, people you know referred to it as human cockfighting and all kinds of, you know, there was always labels put on it that really you know didn't support the sport and really didn't look at it like a sport. So, you know, I thought to myself, you know, you what, you can sit on the couch, you can complain and dream of making a difference, or you can get up and you can do something about it. You can get up and try to make the changes. You may be only one person at that point in time, but it only takes one. So that's kind of how I dove in head first and, you know, started my career in the, in the sport. And, well, yeah, I worked with the men for years. Well, can, can I ask you a question? Because I'm, I'm going to periodically just jump in because I want to okay. kind of like get the background story. Now, you being a woman back then, you know, forget about now, back then yeah. in mixed martial arts, I mean, how, if you can, paint a picture for us how that was? You know, it, it was tough. But, you know, I'm not going to sit here and give some sob story about it being so incredibly tough that, you know, it was tough, you know. Like I said, you know, a lot of times I would do the work, but the men would get the credit, that kind of thing. But I also have to say that, you know, I was very well protected in the sport. So probably some of the hard knocks that other, you know, people would have taken, I didn't take those. You know, just for the fact that, you know, I had boss rooting. You know, it was like a brother to mm-hmm. me. Everybody actually thought we were brother and sister. You know, um, you know, early on in my career, because when it first got in, you know, I had to work about five jobs, ju- you know, just to make a a semi living. <laughs> you know, because certainly, you know, you were always still never quite there. But I was Randy Couture's assistant too, and you know, so I was pretty well protected. But then, you know, I, I reflect back and I still, I never had those problems like, you know, I worked with the big boys, all the middle athletes, and, you know, I never had any issues. My only issues really where I took the hard knocks coming up through the ranks was I would be the one that carried the load or, you know, uh, did all the work, but the men got the credit. So, and if there was a promotion, the male got it, even though they knew I'm the one doing the work, you know, it was just. I think it was one of those things where they felt like um, it's a man's sport mm-hmm. to be represented by a man. But, you know, I honestly enjoyed every moment of it. You know, I wouldn't take anything back because, you know, any of those hardships made me who I am today. And as you probably know, I'm not a quitter. <laughs> so That's the more, sure. you know, I get pushed back, the more I push forward, you know. But, you know, it's been a good, you know, I've had a great career. I've had an amazing career, to be honest with you. And it could have been a lot tougher, but, you know, I always look back and I think, too, I think it's the way I carried myself. You know, I, I didn't sleep around. You know, I didn't sleep with athletes. I didn't sleep with management. You know, I was always professional and very, you know, respectful. And in return, I was very respected. So. Oh, that's a key thing. So you respect, your, you respect yourself. You're going to get respect from people. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that, you know, I'm pretty easy to read. You know, I'm a pretty really open, very, very honest person. And I think that people always identify quickly that my intentions were strictly about the sport and the athletes. And, you know, I've always been a huge advocate for them. So I think that that showed, you know, um, I was definitely, you know, when my athletes won, I was there. When they lost, I was there. You know, um, I always gave that 100% of what I, you know, what I, you know, for whatever I was doing. And I think that that always shows through, too. People know you're there for the right reason. And, and I think more so now than back then, you know, you have, uh, you know, the UFC. Okay, uh, they, and I said this today, actually, you know, I see them pushing their fighters more than other organizations on their level. You know, they they create opportunities. Whether it be a video game they re- yeah, I mean, whether it be a video game they release today, whether it's guest appearances, whether it's on social media, whatever it is, it's, there's always a push, 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 and that's that's the one thing that they've done. And you, from what I've seen, 
you know, you kind of, you know, you fit in that realm because you opened up a door that no one even thought about opening, or maybe they didn't have it in them to even try to open that door, but you did. You know, and I think that's that's amazing. Well, that's because I don't take no for an answer. Mm. <laughs> like I said, you push, I push back. Right. You know, if, if I told you how many people that laughed at me and told me I was crazy when I started Invicta, I mean, people I've been in the business with for years and years, they're like, oh, Shannon's never going to work, Shannon, you're going to lose all your money, Shannon this, you know. You know, it, it just, but, you know, I didn't take no for an answer, you know. Everybody has their opinions, but, you know, I could see it. I knew that all it needed was someone to come in and tend to it, you know, someone to organize it, structure it, put it all together, and give it a platform, and then I knew we could go from there. So, I mean, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to go back to what you just said, that people said you were crazy, it wasn't going to work, you had the naysayers, the doubters, you know, these are the same people, throughout history, you're going to get these type of people, you know, these are the same people that, that told someone, you can't create a light bulb, you're crazy, it's an electricity, you're nuts, we're going to live by, by, with candles, oh, the internet, oh, you're out of your mind. Oh, you're going to create a so uh, a chat feature, this, that? Oh, you're crazy. But what do we have? We have electricity, we have cars, we have this, we have that. And, you know, I think that the most brilliant people in the world, the most passionate people in the world have been called the craziest people in the world. And I love I it. And I love it. I, I, I embrace that. Because you have to. You have to be different. You have to have a vision. If you don't have a vision... How are you going to see beyond what's in front of you? You can't. And I'm not much of a follower, you know. I mean, thank God. I never have been. Yeah, I mean, I just never have been. You know, I was never that. You know, you'd look at me and you'd think I was a girly girl just from you know, or if you looked in my closet. But I've never been. You know, I, there were so many different facets to me. I guess it's the best way to say it. I mean. When I was 14, I had my own Harley, you know, I'm riding a 1200, you know. Nice. I just always pushed that envelope, you know. If they said, you know, and I probably weighed 105 pounds back then, they're like, well, you need a sportster. Oh, no, I don't. I need the big one. I need the 1200, you know. <laughs> so it's just always, you know, I always had that. I, I call it that little dog mentality. That's funny. You know, because I'm not very big. But right. in my mind, you know, I'm extremely large and in charge, <laughs> at least of my own face. Well, I mean, but you know what? If you don't think that way, how are you ever going to, you know, kind of leap forward? You have to think That's big. True. You have to think big because if you're not, if you don't think highly of yourself or or that you can do a certain thing, you know, I can see I can see I can see you going into the into the motorcycle dealership, the Harley dealership and saying, "Yeah, I want that one." The guy's looking at you like, "Yeah, I think you want the pink one with the little pink helmet." No, no, I want that one. <laughs> I, 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 oh no, yeah, trust me. And I'm gonna lower that. I'm gonna lower that swing arm. I'm gonna put a fat ball tanks on that. I'm gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was one time I aspired to be a Harley mechanic, but <laughs> you know, oh. my mom looked at me and she's like, "Now, Shannon, you know, you'll have dirty fingernails, right?" You know, and we're talking years and years back. Right, right, right. Forty-seven. So, and I'm so I kind of changed my mind about that. But yeah, I just always was like that. You know, if it was uh, if it was expected. You know, and it fit in some kind of a box or a mall. I didn't want any part of it. You know, I always wanted to be my own person. You know, and and I think maybe some of it is, you know, I like facing the fear. You know, mm -hmm. I don't like fear. You know, fear is healthy, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I respect fear when it's that type of fear, but when it's just fear to, to leap out there and take a chance or to challenge yourself, that's the kind of fear I don't like, and that's the kind that I will push myself through, you know, to get to that next level. I, I, and that, for me, that level is is conquering that fear. So. And, and look at you now, you know, fear. I mean, fear, adversity, you know, all that. Yeah, I mean, people are afraid of of success. And you know, yeah, you, no. I mean, it, it amazes me because people—you'll have certain people that'll embrace mediocrity because it's easy. It's easy to, to to not want to succeed. It's easy to not want to achieve. It's easy to live a nine-to-five uh, life, and that's your life. When we're not meant to be that yeah. way. 
No, it's so true. I mean, trust me, I was married for 12 years. I walked out of the marriage with $100 in my pocket and Look. was ready to conquer this sport. Look at you, $90 <laughs> more than me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I left everything except for my daughter. <laughs> Doing one thing that I wasn't even without. But the rest, you know, and, you know, the fear of... You know, but when you've been married that long, it's just with anything, a job, whatever, when you've been, you know, in a safe environment mm -hmm. for a really long time, that fear to step forward and step outside of that comfort, you know, that's that's a huge feat to get over that fear. You know, I can remember uh, as I was divorcing, you know, my ex-husband's attorney was saying, oh, she'll be married in a year. You know, I never forgot that, mm -hmm. you know, and... It just, you know, and I think that's probably some of the things that really pushed me forward was I didn't like feeling that comfortable, that I was scared or I feared to take that next step to see what was out there, you know, um, and I just bulldozed through it. <laughs> you know, of all the careers I could have picked or all the things I could have got involved with, with education, you know, that I have behind me, mm -hmm. I chose this sport and trust me back then, you know, it wasn't a winning proposition to be in this sport, but it was something different, and I love this sport. You know, I, I, I'm a fight junkie. If I sit around, I'm watching. You know, uh, I just, you know, I can't help it. I'm a huge advocate for the sport and the athletes, and, mm -hmm. you know, we've come a long way since back then, and I'm quite happy and proud to have been part of that. Yeah, I mean, you've, I mean, the sport has come a long way. You know, I remember when, you know, I mean, I I sat down with, with uh, you know, guys like Randy Couture and whatnot. I remember, you know, Mark Coleman, I, you know, back when he used to fight and Tank Abbott. You know, when these guys got in there, I mean, the rules were different. I mean, teeth were flying, things were happening, yeah. and... It, it was, but I remember teeth flying into the first row was bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, back then it was, you know, a whole different ball game. I remember the first time watching Hoyce Gracie fight on the very first UFC, season. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> you know, because I had no clue, you know, at that point in time. Mm -hmm. It was just like, it was so perplexing, just holding him. What is he doing? You know, you're trying to figure out what he's doing. Of course, it all makes sense, you know, as you become more familiar with the sport and educated. Sure. But, yeah, one of my first memories of voice crazy was, what the heck is that guy doing? Why did he do something? And, and you, you know, know, you know, the thing is that, you know, back then people looked at the sport as barbaric. They looked at it as, you know, kind of like, you know, the underground, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme type of movie situations, you know, and that's the way they looked at it. But, I mean, back yeah, then, I mean, I don't even think they had, they didn't, there were no gloves back then, right? Yeah, to be fair, it was like that back then. <laughs> you know, today it's a whole different ball game. You know, uh, it's definitely a sport, but yeah, back then it was yeah completely different than what it is today. Well, you know, we've come a long way in a lot of levels. Yeah, and 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 a lot, and there's still a lot more to be done. The one thing, and and I, and and I don't, I don't mean to harp on this during the show with you know with you on here, but. The one thing that I'll say, and people could, you know, bash him, say whatever they want, you know, Dana White changed this business. You know, him and his he partners got jobs and something to talk about. Yeah, he, he created he created a multi-billion-dollar industry that was at at the time that he stepped in was going out of business. It was going so out true. of business. You know, you you had you had Semaphore Entertainment; they were in bankruptcy. Okay, and I remember that. I remember that, and then they came, you know, he came in with his group and rolled the dice, and, and what they say about him, I remember. They said, oh, you're crazy. You're not going to make this work. You're, you're going to lose your money. Oh, you suck. This is what I remember. And really, yeah. look at him now. No, I mean, it's amazing to sit back and watch, you know, what they've accomplished. Mm -hmm. You know, and they paid for it. You know, there were times that they were really heavily in debt, you know, yep. and they kept going and they believed in it. And, you know, they really are responsible 100% for where the sport is today. Mm -hmm. You know, I can tell you this, you know, and I used to work for the UFC in the early days, and then I moved on, and I'm probably one of the very few people that have, have worked with as many promotions as, as I have. 
So whether I was working for the UFC or against the UFC, you know, I always learned from them, and I always respected the fact that they didn't give up. And it would have been easy to give up. You know, there were times when they were millions and millions down. And, you know, the Ultimate Fighter changed everything for them, really turned everything around. But, you know, they had to have that, you know, see those innovators to get in there and see that opportunity and know that, you know, it was going to be life-changing for right. the sport. Yeah, and so I, I give Dana huge respect, as well as the Fertitas, because, you know, it was their money. Mm-hmm. But Dana's the one that steered the ship, and, you know, without him, you know, I wouldn't have got where I was at today. You know, mm-hmm. him giving me that job, my very first job, mm-hmm. made all the difference in the world in my future. And, and I'll tell yeah. you this much, Shannon, because we're going to go to a break in a second, but I do want to say this. As much as I've heard and I've seen a lot of fighters... You know, they go and they'll they'll lash out at him because they didn't get their way or they lash out because the fighters are not getting X, Y, Z. Honestly, if you're a fighter in the UFC, if you're a fighter anywhere and you're getting paid, that's because of what he did. So you should be fortunate. You should actually thank the man that, hey, thank you because I have a job. Because other than that, I was I was shoveling, you know, whatever I was shoveling. You know, you have an opportunity, you know. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back with Shannon Knapp, and uh, just stick with us.
WCW Radio Show, and welcome back. We're here with Shannon Knapp. She is the CEO and one of the founders of Invicta Fighting Championships, or Invicta FC, as they like to call it. Shannon, you know, we're going to continue the conversation. We left off talking about the UFC, and now we have to start talking about Invicta and what you've done. Because, and, I, and I'm going to say this because I think it's important, you know, that you, what you've done with your organization, you've opened up so many opportunities for women in mixed martial arts that they would never have. I, I believe that you've set the standard and you created the path for, you know, for all these women that are actually zipping into the UFC. You see, it's like they, they're going in, in in troves right now. And yeah. you have something to do with that. Yeah, you know, I, I think that, you know, since it started Invicta, I think that the whole landscape for the females has changed to the better. You know, I think that, you know, female athletes are, are definitely showing the world why they deserve to be there, and you have to give them all the credit in the world because without their performances, we wouldn't have anything other than an empty promotion, you know. So certainly the success that we've had, you know, I contribute that all to, to our athletes, getting in there and, you know, really showing the world that they deserve to be there. You know, they're extremely talented. You know, they're very personable. You know, and I think it was time for us to, you know, to get an insight into something a little different. You know, we'd seen everything there was about the men. Mm-hmm. You know, over the years we've seen how they train. We know how, you know, we've seen some, you know, fighting styles and all that kind of thing. But I think that, you know, it was coming to a point that, you know, there was exposure for the women, but not the kind of exposure that the promotion that was all female could really give mm-hmm. the fans and the athletes to, you know, to see what this was all about. And I think people are very intrigued by the fact that, you know, this is one sport where the women, you know, everything is the same. You have to train the same way. You have to fight the same, you know. Yeah. There, you know, and you certainly, if you're a fan of this sport, you cannot be gender biased if you're a true fan. No, you, you definitely can't be. And I remember when uh, Strike Force was around, okay. And I remember one of their last um, uh, shows. Uh, this was in Columbus, and I was there for the Arnold uh, Sports Fest. Oh, me and too. yeah, so yeah, I saw the. I forget who. Uh, I forget who Chris was fighting. Chris Cyborg and. There you go. But then I'm stopping myself for a minute because I was thinking Marlis Tunin was there too. So um, no, there was only one bout. There was only one bout, a uh, female bout. Yeah, I'm trying. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm worried I'm getting them mixed up because I remember Marlis being there with us at you know at the Artem Classic. Yeah. So maybe it was Marlis that fought instead of Chris. It it, it could have been. I don't know, because uh, she, she, yeah, she had she had braids. But one, one one thing that I do know is that I was watching it, and and this is the this is where uh, when Hendo uh, snagged the title, okay, and I was oh. wa- I was watching that bout, and I looked at it and I said, you know, we had there were uh, a bunch of uh, bouts that happened, and you know uh, Frank Shamrock he was doing the announcing. And uh, I said, there was only one female bout. And I said, it, it's interesting that, you know, you have smaller organizations that were having, you know, f- you know, one female bout here and there, that type of thing. And I thought back then, I said, you know, some of these women are tough. You know, and, oh, yeah. I, said, and I back then I said, someone's going to get the bright idea and it's not going to be me. To actually do this just for the women, and and you've done it, and I think that this is all. This is only the beginning. You're only scratching the surface on this bad boy. I tell you that much. That is an absolute fact. I guarantee you. And by the way, it was Marlis Coonan and Liz Carmouche. Ah, there you so, go. Yeah, that's who it was. I was going to say I, I remember Marlis was there, so I'm like, oh, I thought it wasn't Chris, it was Marlis. So that's who thought, and then Beja and Henderson thought. Right, right. They had, and that that was that was a good bout afterwards. But with that, with that, with that bout with the females when they fought, to me, when I saw them, they were the women fighting now. Um, the way they're fighting now, are, they're more intense than I've seen them back then. More intense. Yeah, 
more skilled, oh, yeah. more ready for action, not afraid to take a hit. I mean, I was watching the UFC uh, uh, this past weekend, and I forget mm -hmm. the, the, the girl, Valerie, I think, or something. She, Valerie, yeah. yeah. She, uh, you know, she got kiboshed and stood there, and I looked, I said, that's going to leave a mark, but wow, this girl is tough. This girl is Actually, tough. Actually, I heard that she had a busted orbital bone. Yep, her face. And, yep. and that's and continued to fight that way. These women are tough, mm -hmm. and they're in it to win it. You know, uh, at least I know in my promotion that they're fired up. I mean, they fought long and hard just to get the chance to be in there. Mm -hmm. So when they step inside that cage, they are certainly there to show you exactly why they deserve to be there, and they fight hard. You know, I think, so. you know, that's why I always go back to the athletes. It's that kind of action, that kind of commitment, that passion is what I think has helped us be incredibly successful here at Invicta. And you know something? I was not always a fan of the women side of the sport. When I was a matchmaker, you know, in many different companies that I worked in, one of the things that, you know, in the earlier days, it was always about find us hot girls. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, oh, no, you're not. You're not taking one of the spots from my guys, but hot girls. And it wasn't until I was at Strikeforce, the matchmaker there, that I had the opportunity to work with Dina Carano, Chris Cyborg, Marlies Kuhn, Misha Tate, you know, to see these women and to see absolutely how talented they really were, how mm -hmm. hard they trained, and how committed they were, they changed my mind. And I always knew, you know, if, if they could change my mind, then we could change, every, you know, the world, right. perception by the world. I mean, because I'm old school, you know, it's right. hard to change my mind. So, yeah, but that's probably the first time that I really started to warm up to the idea is when I had the opportunity to see those women compete and, and you know, see how they train. Yeah, but, you know, you like, uh, look at Gina. You know, she is tough as, as they come, and I think she was a little bit uh, ahead of her time. You know, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, I agree with that. You know, she kind of, you know, missed all the glory that's happening right now, you know, but still, you know, she was, you know, I mean, for her coming into the sport when she did, you know, people again looked at her and said, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and she's absolutely a beautiful girl. Yeah. She's not only beautiful, but inside and out, you know, she's one of the sweetest, kindest, uh, you know, polite women that I've ever met. And yet, she's tougher than some of the guys. Yep. You know, so, yeah, she kind of broke the mold, you know, and kind of, you know, changed the game for everybody. I think that's, you know, kind of where it started. You know, we all saw Gina Carano, and we're like, wow, she, she can not only be beautiful, but she can be incredibly talented and incredibly tough. Yeah, and, and I think that was an interesting combination. You know, well, very marketable combination. That's the whole thing, being marketable. And that was going to be my next segue, you know, because she, today, she would be a super-duper star. You know, but she, she she is who she is, you know. Um, yeah. the, the one thing that I, that I have to say with, with any male or female in mixed martial arts, this is part, I mean, this is like a thing with me, that people think that they can train. For a couple of months and get in the cage or get in the ring and oh. they're going to be a big star. I mean, this is this has been the mentality. This has been the mentality yeah. for a lot of years. Okay, and now I guess people are starting to open their eyes and say, wait a second, I have to actually really learn martial arts in some way as opposed to me yeah, learning just how to swing. Discipline. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you have to know it all. I call them the hybrids. Yeah. These days. Yeah. yeah, you have to train. This is a tough sport. It's a tough lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's certainly not for the weak at heart, and it's certainly not for those that aren't committed to it. Right. You know, and so yeah, I mean, I always have young, it's usually males, <laughs> young males that say to me, well, you know, I'm thinking about fighting. And I'm like, well, you know, that's great, but continue doing everything else too with your education. You know, make it a hobby. You know, and go ahead and kind of complete your life and aspects of what your future could be if you weren't fighting, because it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to make a living in this sport, yeah. you know, and really to get to the top.
and, and that's the thing. Somebody's always waiting to take you off. E easily. <laughs> you know, off the path. Easily. Yeah. Easily. You know what I had? And I'm going to make this reference because it's, it's, it's an interesting reference. I'll take the WWE and what they, what they do for their talent. And I'll take, mm -hmm. you know, Invicta or UFC and what, what you guys are doing for your talent. You know, it's, it's, a, it's conditioning. Okay, because it's a tough road any which way you go. But, and I was going to say this before, when people think that they just, I'm, I'm going to go train for three months, get in the cage, I'm going to be a star. No, it doesn't happen. You have to have put more into it than that. You have to, you have to, you know, make your bones and, and go up in the ranks. But it's, it's more than that. You have to be a personality. You have to know how to do an interview. You have to know how to deal with people. Sign autographs, things of that na nature, and market yourself. Because if you're not marketable, you're never going to make a dime. Unless you're just really, really good. I mean, as, as long as you know you stand a chance, but you know, there, I mean, that's a tough road to go too. You know, yeah. like I said, because somebody's always, you know, the minute you drop the ball, you let your guard down. You don't, you don't train as hard for that fight that's coming up, mm -hmm. or you don't put everything into it. That guy that's coming up, or girl that's coming up against you, they for sure have because yeah. they want your spot. Of course, so somebody's always chasing you to get what you got, and you know you have to stay on top of your game. Yeah, well, so it's a lot of commitment. It's an incredible, and you know, and think about if you do, you know, just like what you were talking about with wrestling, years and years of this, your body takes a lot of abuse. You have to know how to take care of your body. You have to know, you know, there's more to it than you know. I, you know, like, you're going to just jump in there and fight, and, you know, you're going to win, and life is grand. That's not quite what it's all about. No. No, to go there and have a victory, all right, whoop-de-doo. You know, um, I've seen guys, some of the old-school guys, the, you know, right now, you know, you're kind of beat up. You're kind of, you're, you're, you're hurt. Your, your body is, you know, is feeling the effects t today of what you did before. And yeah, no, I, I see that, too. You know, and, and I mean, I've seen it with, with, uh, mixed martial arts. I've seen it in, in wrestling. You see, you know, cause you, you abused, you, cause you have to abuse your body because you're putting it through a lot of torment. You know, when That's you're, right. when you're fighting boxers too, same thing. You know, not. Yeah, and if you don't take care of your body, you pay the price somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere down the line, you pay the price. Mm. And, you know, there's a lot of discipline that goes with it as well. Yeah. Well, without good leaders, without a good captain at the helm of the ship, you know, a lot of these, these vitals will get lost. And that's why I, you know, I'll, I'll look at it, Dana White. I'll look at you. you. You're a good captain. You're, you're, you're at the helm of Invicta. So that means all these women that are coming up, they, they, there's no, you, there's no pass. You have to earn your right moving up. Because at the end of the day, what's happening as these women, they get more mature within the cage and their skills, their skill set actually increases, then you, you have UFC that's ready to pick them off. And that's, then that's the, that's the goal for them until Invicta hopefully gets up to that level too. And then it, then it, then it becomes real fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. And you know, I'm coming up there. Yeah. <laughs> no way I'm staying down here. No, me on that no, but I see Invicta, and I, you know, you didn't hear it at the beginning of the show, but I do see Invicta being, and you being one of one one of the two top dogs in MMA, no doubt in my mind. And the well, reason, thank you, because it's and, not going to be for lack of trying. I tell you that. No, it, <laughs> We're it's all it, committed. It, it, but it's going to happen because it's not. It's not just about your passion and what you're doing, you have a good set of people behind you. And you develop an organization where you, you're giving an opportunity to these women. Okay? And, of course, that, you know, no one's making a gazillion dollars, but what you're doing, you're, you, you create the foundation. Okay? And you've given them the platform to come in and say, you want to fight? This is what you want to do, and this is what you want to do for a living? You come on in, and you give them the opportunity. Then from there, it's up to them where they're going to go. But you're creating the whole situation where you know, you, I'm, I'm, I know it's going to come. You're, you're doing you know, with the marketing and 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 everything else that this is just going to snowball, and I and I know it already. 
you know, merchandising, well, things of that nature. That. Yeah, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen because there's nothing like what you're doing out there. Nothing like what you're doing. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think that, you know, we definitely have a tremendous opportunity to really, you know, blow this up, make it make it big, and, and make sure that each and every one of these athletes are incredibly successful. So that's our goal over here is, yeah. you know, to continue to break down those barriers and, you know, push it forward. And there's a lot of us pushing. So, you know, and that's what it takes, teamwork. Yeah. We all have the same goal. And that, that's, that's the great thing about, you know, what you're doing in, in the organization. Now, talking about the organization and talking about some of your fighters, you know, you, you've, you've, you have some, I'm going to, I'm going to say some female stars in your organization that are really going to be big in MMA. I, I see it already. You know, do you want to talk about a couple of them so that the listeners, you know, if they don't know, I don't know why they wouldn't know, but if they don't know, they're going to know now. Well, one thing I always try to avoid is, you know, just saying a couple names because, you know, because of my position, I think that sometimes that affects athletes that they think, well, maybe I don't have that confidence in them. And I certainly never want to make anyone feel like that. But then let let me correct myself. Everyone that's that's in your organization has a shot of being a big star. They have it in them. They they wouldn't be... And they wouldn't be yeah. in your organization without it. What I was trying to lead to is just, you know, a couple of, uh, you know, women that you have in there that people may know. You know, I'm, you're not putting one on top of the other. That, I was not leading to that. I wasn't leading to, uh, you, you, you putting one. I would never do that because all of these women, they work hard for where they're at and they continue to work hard. So I don't, if they're listening, I, I don't want them to think otherwise, because I think well, I'm everyone... I'm quite proud of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm extremely proud of each and every one of them, and that's why they get signed to Invicta, is that I believe, you know, myself and the matchmaker, we believe that they have the talent and they have what it takes, you know? And I think one of the best things to tell fans is, if you're a little on the fence, like, I don't know about this whole women and MMA and that kind of thing. All I'm asking is give us a shot. Tune in. Tune in, and I promise you, you will walk away mind-blown, being like, wow, I can't believe I never gave this an opportunity or a chance before. You know, that's the thing with, you know, each and every one of them are extremely talented, but on fight night, you want these women compete under the banner. You know, you'll walk away with, wow, those are some of the best fights I've seen all year. I mean, that's how competitive, that's how well they're matched, that's, you know, the passion that they go in there and they fight with. I mean, and certainly, you know, you can look, check out the athletes. You know, we have a website that, mm-hmm. you know, you can go and kind of see who's all on our rosters and things like that. But I think the best hit and the best sell is, is I guarantee you, I'll give you my word, tune in to one of the events. And I promise you, you will not regret it. If you're a fan of this sport, I mean, if you're just tuning in to look at hot girls and stuff like that, you know, and you don't really get it, and you're not looking for the right reason, you may be disappointed. But if you tune in to see extremely talented women in a sport that you love, I guarantee you will not be disappointed. And and just to, to just to like, tag on to that, you know, now you do have, you know, Great-looking women in your organization, but yeah, th- but th- but this is not you know little prissy little girls and go and you know shaking your butt and this is who you're looking at. These are tough women that train hard and they earned where they're at. Okay, and yeah, uh, yeah and, and that that that's the big thing that I see. You know, yeah, um, they're athletes, right? You know, they're you know they're they're not your cookie cutters. <laughs> you know, they're they're athletes, and like I said, they have, you know, that heart to go in there, and they're there to put on a good show, and, you know, and that passion, I mean, mm-hmm. they fight differently, you know, like I said, I, I've been in the sport for years, and there's just something different, and, you know, I tried to, to describe it on many occasions, and the one thing is, is that I feel that they're just way more connected, you know, they're more passionate, they're more, you know, they come to fight. And yeah. they're gonna win. They come to win, you know, and they certainly give it all while they're, you know, while they're in the cage. That's for sure. Well, and, and I think that that a lot. I mean, a lot of these women, if not all these women, 
they feel like they have to do that much more. You know, I've seen exactly. some of these women fight and go toe-to-toe with each other. And, you know, and something that, again, going back to strike force and, 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 and during that time, that you didn't see that much back then, where you see that now, where most men would have probably, you know, got knocked out, but they just stand there. It's like, wow. Bang it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, and they're talented. They're technically sound, talented athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think some of their jiu-jitsu and some of the things, you know, some of their ground games are incredibly technical and, and very entertaining. You know, it's not, you know, it doesn't stall, it's fast-paced, you know, and I think that makes it incredibly interesting. Yeah, well, and look, and just going back in time when women walked into the, the arena and they were going to fight, I, I guarantee you that the guys probably looked like, okay, you know, girls fight, girl fight, girl fight. You know, but meanwhile, some of these women would beat the crap out of a guy, and he, even if he's an even if he's an MMA fighter, you know, I mean, and, go ahead. And I've had that stuff happen to me before. Like when I was a self defense instructor, and it, with the, the police officers would come in and stuff, I'd walk out, and I'm about five two and a half, and I would see all of their eyes roll, like, "What's she gonna teach us?" You know, that kind of thing. But before it was over, you know, there was big respect. You know, they were gave me a lot of respect. Or, you know, I've showed up to, you know, the arena and, you know, of course, there's a tool for that now. But when I was younger, they're like, oh, are you a ring girl? No, I'm not a ring girl. <laughs> you know, I'm the matchmaker. I'm this or that, you know, whatever position I held at that time. But, yeah, I mean, so they always stereotype a little bit. But it's all right. Because well, it's more to, more to prove. Well, look. And, uh, you know, proving something is motivating. And, and you've been fighting, you've been fighting your whole life. You've been, you know, fighting to, to achieve something greater. And from what I've seen and from what I know, you know, you never uh, backed away from uh, a challenge or a fight. And I, I see that with Invicta. And that's why I find this to be, you know, an extremely interesting situation. Because if, you know... If you were, if you did not do this, I believe, in my heart, no doubt about it, that women would have a tough, tough, tough time getting respect in this sport. You need a platform. You need somewhere to exactly. show. Yeah. An organization, you know, because when we started, you know, building them, one of the things is, you know, you start looking at records, you're like, oh my gosh, what the heck is going on with these records? And then you start to notice these girls were not competing in one weight class. They were jumping up and down and all over the place just to have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just to get that opportunity. So they could fight maybe two weight classes up. Probably mm-hmm. not going to win that fight, right? Mm-hmm. But they wanted the opportunity. So, you know, creating a platform where they got that opportunity, organizing these weight divisions, making sure that the athletes had the weight division that they needed to be in, has made all the difference in the world. We, you know, we're really building this sport out for the females, and you know that's the commitment I made from the beginning. So to actually see it happening, you know, it was very personally and professionally really gratifying. And and you, you know, uh, how many divisions do you have? How many weight divisions? We have five. You have five. We have five. And how many we women? Range from 105 to 145. How many fighters do you have? Right now, we just signed. I'd say we have. I think. Sixty-four fighters? Wow. Yeah, I think we have sixty-four. And we can't even sign all the athletes that want Invictus to be their home. You know, we're pretty blessed to, you know, have that, you know, a lot of, you know, the athletes, they want to compete here. And, you know, that means we're doing something right, you know. We're doing something right and we're, you know, that's what we always wanted is to create a home where, given the choice, that an athlete would aspire to be here as a victim. So well, that's um, one of the things I'm proud of is that, you know, we've been able to build it to that level where, you know, most female athletes aspire to fight here in Invicta. They may still aspire to go to the UFC too, but, you know, they set their target for Invicta. That's where they want to go. And some athletes we have don't want to leave, you know. They want to stay here. So you can't beat that, right? No, you can't beat that. When they when, when you have a fighter that finds a home and they can be, you know, 
with that organization as it's growing, there's nothing better than that. And this is this is why I kind of make a reference to the WWE and stuff like that because as far as organizational like organizations go, just the way how things build up when something you know starts building up and you're there and you're there in ten years when it's blown out of proportion, you know you were there for that journey. And really, there's nothing better than that. There's nothing better than that, you know. And uh, now, when, when, how do people, if they wanted, fans wanted to see Invicta, how would they go about doing that? Well, we just recently signed with the UFC in a broadcast distribution deal. So we are going to air on the UFC Fight Pass platform. So that's our exclusive home now. So, to be able to watch it, you have to, you know, you'll subscribe to the UFC Fight Pass, and you'll be able to see all of our content from previous events, plus future live events. Oh, nice. So, that it makes it easier for them, because if they have the Fight Pass, which a lot of people do, they can just tune in to Invicta and, you know, and let the party start there. Yep. And for our fans, you know, they get a double bang for the buck. <laughs> you know, they not only get our content... But they have access to the UFC content as well. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's a smart move for the UFC to want to do something like that with your organization because I'm telling you that the UFC, what they've done for the men in MMA is what you're doing for the women. And even though they have, you know, they, 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 they have a, a great fighter over there, there's no doubt about it. You have great fighters that that are coming up and are being conditioned, and they're putting up putting on not only uh, uh, a good bout for themselves, but they're giving fans a treat, a real treat. There's nothing better than seeing a fight that goes a distance. Nothing better than that. Yeah, especially if it's a good fight going a distance. Yeah, yeah. Went the distance that you're like, oh my god, could it fall? But you know, yeah. And, and they're putting on that type of, you know, definitely putting on that type of uh, event. You know, when the women step in, they are bringing it. No, I, I, I love it. Very exciting. I mean, I love it, and I love what you've done, Shannon. And I think, Thank you. you know, you, you've only, and, and Victor, they're, they're your first bout, the first time, the first um, uh, event that you had, what was it, uh, about two years ago? Yeah, I believe it was April 28, 2012. Okay, two years ago. Two years ago of having faith. And actually, it it took faith even before then, because I'm assuming it probably took you probably a good six, eight months to even try to put everything together. I'd say six. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's more of a safer, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it really wasn't as hard as what people think. I mean, Not hard for you. For them, it would be hard. (laughs) <laughs> well, maybe, but, you know, certainly the talent was there. It, it just, you know, it needed someone to come in and really tend to it. I used to, you know, there were a lot of promotions that would do, a, you know, a female fight here or there. Mm-hmm. And I give them mad respect for that because anything helps. But I, I always kind of call them like the weekend gardeners. Nope. You know, they kind of tend to it every so often. But what this needed was someone really to come in here and roll up their sleeves and get in there and make this grow. Well, you know, and there was me, and I saw it, and here we are today. <laughs> and here you are, because right, look, those those bouts, those female bouts, you know, they they call that the 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 uh, the popcorn, you know, match. That's where people got up, go to the bathroom, get their get their snacks and stuff like that. Right now, that's not happening. That's not happening. No, it's not. <laughs> At least not on our watch over here. It's not happening. No, no, well, yeah, you, no. I mean. People seem to love it, and, you know, I understand why they do. Because, like I said, you know, they come in there to get the job done. And when you have, you know, any any match that you make come with great on paper. But mm-hmm. if two people don't show up to fight or to compete at that level, then it's not a good match. Mm-hmm. But I can guarantee you, ours always show up. Both are ready to go, and, and when you have two athletes in that mindset and with that kind of focus, it's going to be a good fight. Yeah, well, look, on a lower level, you know, you have fighters that back out all the time. 
But when you're when you're on the big stage, because I'm going to say Invicta is the big stage. When you're on the big stage and you have to go there and perform because you're looking to make a career, you mess up there. Oof. You drop the ball there. I mean, it's really, you, you, where, where are you going to go? Yeah, and, and you know, you have to think about it, too, that the athletes that are representing the sport right now, they carry a lot of weight on their backs because they're really pioneering the way of the future, the athletes of the future. So, you know, and I think they take that very seriously as well. They should. They should because they are paving the way for what's going to happen next. And the same way that, you know, UFC has done that, you're doing that. Because you have to, because you have to set the standard. And these fighters have to set the standard. And that's what's going to trickle down. Because when somebody goes to fight an Invicta and they want to be a part of it, they're going to understand that this is what I need to do in order to be on top of the mountain here. Because, you know, yeah, yeah, and, and you have to. Because you have to, you have to uh, show respect in, you know, for the sport for yourself and for your fellow fighters and that that's something that I that has grown more and more in MMA and and I appreciate that when a fighter respects another fighter not you know yelling and screaming rah 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 I beat you this no when you have that mutual respect and you you're two warriors male or female you get in the cage and you do your thing at the end of the day you have to respect them because it's showing the respect that you have for yourself and f for the sport. That's true. You know, that that's just like when, you know, I hear some people say, oh, you guys are fighting for equality. I'm like, what are you talking about? Equality? Equality. In my mind, we are equal. Yeah. We're just fighting to make a difference. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we're just fighting to change the game. And that's about equality because in my mind, we're equal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's about fighting to make a change, you know, and, and make a difference and, you know, move it forward yeah I, th so. I think i think people have the wrong conception of their thinking that because you know basically it's not even equality it's there's an opening for something that nobody's tending house to and you stepped right in bravo to you Thank you. <laughs> you know, Thank you. I don't know if that makes me smart or what, but <laughs> it, it makes you very smart. Well, it makes you very smart in my, in, in my eyes because you just you rolled the dice, jumped in there when nobody else was thinking about it. Nobody was thinking about you, it. I can tell you this. Right before I launched the, uh, I'll tell you one on Dana. So right before, uh, it's probably a few days before I made the announcement. You know that about Invicta and the show. I mean, we came out hard and strong. You know, we just didn't say, hey, we're in victim and we're new fight promotion. You know, we're going to do a show sometime. And mm -hmm. we came out with, hey, we're a new company. We're in Victa. This is our next show date. And here's a 14 fight, you know, 14 bouts on the next card. So when I called Dana to tell him what I was going to do, you know, and, and just letting him know, you know, hey, I'm, this is what's happening. I'm going to make this announcement. I'm going to go forward. You know, one of the things, and, and it's a compliment, you know, so Hopefully nobody takes us wrong, but he's like, I love it, Shannon. You got big balls. I just love it. <laughs> so he was always very supportive of me from the beginning, even though he probably looked over and was like, yeah, he's going to do this. <laughs> you know, but he never said that. He's just like, I love it. You know, you, you know, from him, that's a very big compliment. Yeah. I mean, I can see him doing that. And, and the reason yeah. I can see him doing that, because you sit where he sat. So he knows, oh, yeah. and actually, it's even in a, hard, a harder seat because of you know it's Much new. Harder. Yeah, it's it's a new situation. Well, but you know, I mean, if it hadn't been for them, it would be almost maybe impossible. But because you know, I'm not going out there and inventing the wheel. You know, I'm. It was easier, I think, sometimes in some ways for me. You know, because they broke down the barriers in the sport in the first place that gave us the opportunity to mm -hmm. build something like this. You know, I think he, I, I think he had a harder time coming up from, you know, getting out from underneath of all the, you know, labels that it was, you know, put on it in the early days and things like that. You know, I agree. where he'd already paved the way. So even though this was different, it was still in a sport that was accepted. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think he had it harder because he had to get everybody to accept it in the first place. I, re I remember the, the senators. They were, you know 
they were against this. They wanted to block it, and they did block it in every state. Yeah, wasn't it McCain that called it human fucking? Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. when they were doing the stuff in New York, and it actually it impacted a lot of people, you know. And and I mean, I don't care what type of uh, you know sport you were in, you know, as far as you know boxing things of that nature, you know, they led a commission. They did not want it. The senators did not want it. And they still, and still, it's, I mean, I think that they're letting it happen now in New York. I think they're starting to let it happen. But back then, you had every, pretty much every state that was against it. So to go, and and, and I'm not making this the, the Dana White show, you know, but. That's okay, because he deserves, he deserves this, earns it, no, you it, know. And I'm the one that brought attention back to him, just like, you know, because the fact is, is his job to convince the world that this was an acceptable sport and to get those labels off of the sport and for people to really view it that way, mm -hmm. that was a tough job. Yeah. Me, it's a little tough, but the sport is accepted, you know, and he's moved it into more of a mainstream positioning. Mm -hmm. So it makes my job easier. I mean, you know, and... Well, easier than it would have been. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does. yeah, because yeah, sure. well, if he if he didn't do this, then there's no way. First of all, you wouldn't exist. You really sure. wouldn't have been a sport, you know. Uh, and and, and I, let me let me go to merchandising companies like Affliction and this company and that company. They would be nowhere. There would be no Affliction because they would not have the avenue to merchandise their product. You know, boxing. And I think the way that they grew it and fostered it along the way, mm -hmm. I think, is what's made it successful. Mm -hmm. So you could have had, you know, what if someone else would have been at the helm of this or, you know, had purchased the company and maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't, uh, a word I'm looking for, maybe it was a little more corrupt or something like that, or they hadn't, you know, been willing to, you know, continue in with their investment to, to get to this result. Mm -hmm. You know, there are many things that, what if, that could have happened. And, you know, he definitely stayed in there. The Fertitas definitely mm -hmm. stayed in there and funded it. And so, yeah, I don't think that, you know, people can argue and say a lot of bad things. And, they can you know, say, they like me, they can say anything the they want. Or yeah. whatever. But it's that nasty, that drive that put us where we're at today. And so, love it or hate it. You still got to thank him. And that's the reality. And at the end of the day, you know, this is why when fighters say, well, Dana White, rah, 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 look, well, you're, you're, you're upset because you missed your, your opportunity. You know, I mean, the, the, I mean, UFC was a growth story. And that's, that's what, it, that's what happened. It grew. And if you were one of the early guys in there, yeah, I mean, you, you you're not getting the dollars that the guys are getting today, but it is what it is. It is what it is. The economics of it. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, and literally, you know, for people who think that they were just always wealthy and made money out the door, you know, right out the gate and things like that, nope. that is, couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, like you said, they were millions and millions and millions of dollars down. Yep. You know? And they were able to, you know, come up with some very innovative ideas and really change this thing around. So... You know, like I said, there are a lot of people don't like them, and me, I'm very grateful and thankful, mm -hmm. and I can be happier that, you know, there are partners as I move forward. And, you know, it's not a bad place to be. Nope, nope, and again, they paved the way, that's why you're able to do this, and you having, you know, being on the UFC Fight Pass, I think it's awesome, and I congratulate you on that, because you. You, you're going to, I mean, now... More people are going to see this more so than ever, and all and just all the women that are fighting for Invicta, they should give you a hug. They should give you a hug because you're going to put every one of those fighters on the map the same way UFC did that for every. You can be a low end fighter in the UFC; it doesn't matter. You were put on the map, whether you're making a dollar or not. You were put on the map, and that's what you're doing for these women, and they should all give you a hug. Oh, well, <laughs> they do when they get in there and the way they compete, mm -hmm. when, you know, it's fight night, and, you know, I couldn't ask for more. I mean, and I know they're happy, and, you know, I know they know that the decisions that we make here, that I make, you know, for the company and stuff, are based on what's best for them. Mm -hmm. Not me personally, because 
it has nothing to do with me personally. It has everything to do with continuing to grow this mm -hmm. so that future fighters have a home and continuing to get them the exposure that they deserve. And and, you, and as I said, you're doing a great job because you, you, you're a captain. This is your ship. It's not about you. And, and I, and I never, and, and I don't think anyone would even say it's about you because you kind of, you kind of step back and you push people forward. You're kind of like in the shadows, like the ninja. That's, that's you. Oh, there you go. I knew I'd be a ninja someday. There you go. You, you got it. You got it. All right. You know, I mean, I think that, uh, a lot of people, that are uh, all you know the listeners that are listening to the show. Uh, I know that you guys got inspired. You had to, you had to to hear Shannon Knapp's story and what's going on and what's about to happen. Because I mean, did like this interview right now, Shannon? We're gonna look at this interview in a couple of years, and I'm gonna say, yeah, see, I called it, and there's proof. And there you go, and I'll, I'll give you that. And I'll continue to work hard to make sure that happens. Well, you're going to make it happen. All right. Now, if you would would be so kind as to let our listeners know how to find out more about Invicta, website, social media, and things of that nature. Well, you certainly can check out our website. It's at InvictaFC.com. I said at. I didn't mean that. No. <laughs> it's InvictaFC.com. And then on Twitter, we're at InvictaFights. And, you know, certainly check out Fight Pass. I mean, uh, all I ever ask is before you make an opinion, give us a shot. And in order to give us a shot, you got to check out the UFC Fight Pass, and you'll have access to the Invicta events plus the UFC events. So it's really a good deal. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. Shannon, thank you for coming on the show. This has been an eye-opener, and I do appreciate your time. And for our listeners out there, Make sure you, you get your UFC pass. Make sure you check out Invicta because, trust me, if you haven't tasted it, you're going to want to taste it and you're going to love it and you're going to come back for more seconds and thirds and fourths and fifths because this right here is going to be the next big thing in MMA. It's there already. And if you love UFC, you're going to love Invicta. So make sure you get your UFC fight pass and uh, check out Invicta Fighting Championships because it's worth it. And thank you. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you, my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you.